0: Good morning and welcome to Worship in at Hillhead. Our worship this morning will be led by Katrina. Today we'll also hear Esther, Jeff, and Nikan reading scripture, and Emma leading the Lord's Prayer. Holly will lead our prayers for others, and shortly Morag and Joyce will light our candle. Our musicians are Paul, Leo, and Yang Yang. After the service, excitingly, we can share with some goodies, those of us who are here at the hotel, which were left courtesy by the hotel and the group that kicked us out of our usual room. So this is our reward, which is quite nice. So try to control yourselves, especially those of you who are sitting nearby. And afterwards, um, we can enjoy them together. Uh, there are no evening reflections uh, tonight, um, And no family news that we are aware of, although there is something going on for which you would either like some prayer or just would like to share them, please do so. Either tell Katrina or one of the managers or share on Facebook page or or whatever is the most appropriate way. Um, I would also like to uh, give formal notice of a church meeting to be held on Sunday the 29th of January within the context of morning worship. So during our morning worship, we'll actually meet as a members meeting. Next Sunday, our worship will be also led by Katrina. And again, there will be no evening reflections. And these are all our notices for today, for this morning. Now it is time for Morag and Joyce to light our candle.
1: As we gather for worship, let us join together to become the body of Christ. Christ is the light that lights our way. May we glimpse Christ light this day.
2: Come to God in prayer. Let's pray together. Spirit of God, gentle and safe, as we gather for worship, help us to know ourselves welcomed and accepted, loved and cherished. Spirit of God, wild and free, as we offer you our hearts and minds bodies and souls, help us to know ourselves refreshed, renewed, restored and reinvigorated. Spirit of God, oil, wind and fire, as we sing our praises, bring our prayers and share our thoughts, Help us to know ourselves heard, affirmed, possibly challenged and maybe changed. Spirit of God, co-equal and co-eternal, help us to be the followers of Jesus he calls each one of us to be.
3: Amen. forever and ever. Amen.
2: So it says on your order of service, introduction. And I forgot that I'm so used to going straight into a song. I've even forgotten what I've planned. So 2022 was a year of huge changes for us as a church community. After two years holding all our services on Zoom, we began a pattern of hybrid worship, inviting people either to join us on site or online, whichever was more appropriate for them, and to share in an act of live worship. At the same time, more than six years after leaving the Trist, and around six months after agreeing together that our dream of redevelopment on that site was no longer possible, we completed the sale of our premises in Cresswell Street. Meeting together month by month, both to attend to the essential administration of the charity and, more importantly, to reflect and pray on the life of this community, during the summer, the managers concluded that we should bring to the church a recommendation for an externally facilitated process to help us to discern together our next steps. Following the church meeting in September, the managers were tasked to produce a briefing note with an indicative timetable for such a process, to help members and friends to decide what they felt about that and whether this was an appropriate course for us to follow. Of course, the sudden and unexpected death of Anne rightly led to all of that being put on hold. As we move into 2023, it is our feeling that the time is right to return our thoughts and prayers to discerning our next steps. So for this week and the next two weeks, our services are explicitly part of that process and we will conclude with the church meeting that Lena mentioned on the 29th of January. And to be clear, whether you're a member or a friend or a visitor, you're fully welcome to be part of that service and to speak. It's just only members that are allowed to make decisions, but all voices we want to hear. And also, please be very clear that that meeting is not about saying, that's it, we've done the discernment, we know what we're going to do. Not at all. These three weeks are just the very beginning to start to think, ah, this is the kind of stuff we need to think about more as part of a detailed discernment process. At the end of last year, I read a very helpful little book with the amazing title, How to Lead When You Don't Know Where You're Going. Well, it appealed to me anyway. Anyway. And the writer very helpfully drew a distinction between decisions and discernment. I'm going to use a few quotes from the book. She notes that decision-making is grounded in logical thinking and rational discourse. It assumes that we have the capacity to understand and solve our problems by maximising available resources and maintaining order. In other words... Decision-making assumes that it's really straightforward to identify solutions and to put them into place. Discernment, she says, seeks more than simple group agreement. The goal is to tap into the will and movement of the Holy Spirit. She argues that discernment requires participants to adopt an attitude of indifference to anything but the will of the divine as discovered by the group, setting aside matters of ego, politics, or personal interest. By indifferent, she doesn't mean that it's unimportant. In fact, it's quite the opposite. It is so important that an attempt to open-mindedness and setting aside our own preferences and preconceived ideas is really important because God might just surprise us. Friday just gone, I attended an online hybrid theology day in which one of the speakers described the concept of slow wisdom in relation to Baptist church meetings and the process of discernment. Slow wisdom goes beyond logic and common sense. It also includes feelings. That's our emotional feelings, but also our embodied feelings. Maybe we feel tense, maybe we feel free, maybe we feel, whatever, and very much open to the possibility of surprises. And she noted that comfort and discomfort, peace and disquiet, may all form part of a healthy discernment process. And I think these are helpful ideas. Discernment is future-focused. It is slow. It is holistic. It's not just all our head, it is also our heart and our gut and our bodies. It rarely has easy answers and it may produce surprises. Discernment means o- asking open ended questions and, at its truest, is willing to face really difficult and even unpalatable questions. It's risky. It's risky because it recognises the likelihood, even the inevitability of change, and that can be really challenging. And it's never comfortable or easy to change, is it? Even if it's something we really want to do. So, today we're taking a very small first step on the path of discernment to name and celebrate some of what is precious about our church, to hear and to speak words of encouragement and to think about symbols for our interconnectedness. Now, it's completely up to you how you engage with that. I'm conscious we have people who are relatively new to our fellowship, and that's fantastic. We have people who are visiting. That's awesome. So please, when we do stuff in small groups, do make sure that visitors and newer people are are drawn into that. If you are online, you will be put into breakout rooms for very briefly at some places in the service. But I'll come on to that, more of that, in a minute. Whatever we do, we're seeking to discern ideas, however small, that may indicate God's spirit is at work among us. During the week that's just gone, um, a number of you very kindly sent in your responses to the question, Why is Hillhead Baptist Church special to me? With one obvious exception, which you'll realise why it is when we get to it, all these responses have been anonymised. Rachel has created a PowerPoint for us with these, but in the interest of inclusion and for the recording, Rachel and I will be reading aloud the words of others, but they will appear on the screen. And as they do so, I invite you to listen and look carefully, to be aware of what you notice, to be aware of any questions or wonderings that come into your mind. Maybe something strikes you, you I wonder why that is. And then to think, and we're coming back to this, is there anything else I'd like to add? So Rachel's going to share her screen now and we will discover some of the things that people have respect said to us in response to the question. How do you complete the question, HBC is special to me? HBC is special to me because it is a caring and loving church.
1: That's church. Thanks. And speaks of God honestly and sincerely, and wants to make God's love known among us and further afield.
2: It gave me space when I needed it most to explore my faith. Without it, I doubt I would still be a Christian.
1: I love the age range and the international nature of the services. Zoom means that whether at home or away for work, I can join in.
2: It has been the cornerstone of my life since 1962. The people stewarding at the door were all friendly and all men. We have come a long way since then.
1: I was brought up here and it played an important part in shaping my life as a Christian. I experienced a difficult time when I was young and received a lot of support and care from the church.
2: After sampling two other congregations and preachers, we found in HBC the friendly welcome that three three families had led us to expect. We have never wanted to go elsewhere.
1: Gave me a home away from home, showed me that a church can celebrate and embrace diversity, and that I am not in sin, but belong
2: at God's table. The congregation have been there for me during some very difficult times.
1: People here have made me feel safe to bring my whole self to church,
2: to explore, doubt, and change without judgment. For the benefit of the recording, we have two photographs. On one is Neil and Anita on their wedding day, and on the other is Neil and Anita about. 18 months ago-ish, standing on the steps of the Cresswell Street building. Thank you, Rachel. So what I'm going to ask you to do for about three minutes, and if you're online, you will be invited to join a breakout room, (coughs) is to share with others, what did I notice? What do I wonder? What questions might I have? And is there something I would like to add? And don't just talk to the person you came with me with. You're allowed to get up if you're comfortable to do so and move and talk to somebody that perhaps you don't know so well. We've got about four minutes for that and I'm just going to open the breakout rooms now. Okay, we're just waiting for the breakout rooms to throw everybody back into the big room. Um, But we draw ourselves back together. So welcome back those who went into breakout rooms or small groups on site. And I know other people chose to reflect quietly or or privately, and that's totally fine too. But it would be really good if we could just hear one or two thoughts... Um, either something you noticed, a theme or a feeling that you noticed, or something that you want to question, or something you think we missed. Uh, and it's not right or wrong, we're just listening to each other and listening for God's spirit as we do so. And if there's nothing, that's fine too. But um, if you're online and wish to speak, please unmute yourself and do so. If you speak in the room, I will um, repeat for the recording and for the benefit of those on online. So... Anybody wish to say anything?
1: I love it was about the people and the warmth and the friendliness and the diversity that we as a church community have.
2: Okay, so the warmth, the friendliness, and the diversity Mm -hmm. that we as a church community have. Thank you very much, Katrina. What else would people like to add? Um, Shu and Perio.
4: Yeah, for us, there was a real sense of community, uh, family and acceptance.
2: Thank you. Community, family, acceptance. These are really good words for us to start to to identify and capture. Uh, Emma?
3: Um, I think for us, we had a real mixture of people who had started attending fairly recently and people who had kind of attended the whole life. And I guess that mixture of, you know, history and people feeling welcome to join and people still feeling welcome to do that and not feeling excluded.
2: Thank you Emma so a a long history there are people who've been here all their life there are people who've been here relatively short and everywhere in between and and people feel welcomed and included whatever they are that's really a wonderful thing to hear. Uh, Just a couple more if we if anyone's want feel a burning urge to say anything otherwise we'll just Lena. It struck me that it wasn't just about
0: welcome whoever I am at that moment, but also as I change,
2: as things change around me, which yeah, I thought was precious. Thank you. So welcome as we arrive, but continually, I'm just slightly interpreting here, I'm conscious, continued welcome as we change and as the context in which we are living and working and worshipping changes. Brilliant. Thank you all so much for that. Obviously, we could spend a whole day doing that. This is just a scratching the surface exercise. But we are going to sing a song, and I know it's a cheesy song, and I know some people think it's just a children's song, but it is quite well-loved in our church. As we sing together, I am the church, you are the church, we are the church together.
5: just a baby. There's one thing I am sure about, and I don't mean maybe. I am the church
2: Now we're going to listen to scripture, read to us by Esther and then by Jeff.
3: I Psalm 41 to 5, I waited patiently for the Lord's help. Then he listened to me and heard my cry. He pulled my, me out of a dangerous pit, out of the deadly quicksand. He set me safely on a rock and made me secure. He taught me to sing a new song, a song of praise to our God. Many who see this will take warning and will put their trust in the Lord. Happy are those who trust the Lord, who do not turn to idols or join those who worship false gods. You have done many things for us, O Lord, Our God, there is no one like you. You have made many wonderful plans for us. I can never speak them all. Their number is so great.
4: And from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I, Paul, have been called and sent by Jesus, the Messiah, according to God's plan, along with my friend Sosthenes. I send this letter to you in God's church at Corinth, believers cleaned up by Jesus and set apart for a God-filled life. I include in my greeting all who call out to Jesus, wherever they live. He's their master as well as ours. May all the gifts and benefits that come from God our Father and the Master, Jesus Christ, be yours every time I think of you and I think of you often I thank God for your God for your lives of free and open access to God given by Jesus there's no end to what has happened in you it's beyond speech beyond knowledge the evidence of Christ has been clearly verified in your lives just think you don't need a thing you've got it all All God's gifts are right in front of you, as you wait expectantly for our master Jesus to arrive on the scene for the finale. And not only that, but God himself is right alongside to keep you steady and on track until things are all wrapped up by Jesus. God, who got you started in the spiritual adventure, shares with us the life of his son and our master Jesus. He will never give up on you. Never forget that.
2: readings we heard this morning are two of the lectionary readings set for today and I deliberately have decided for these three weeks I'm not going to just go and pick passages that I think are appropriate. I will use the lectionary which was set many many years ago and is used across the world trusting that God can speak to us through pretty much any scripture if we have the ears to hear. The psalm which Esther read for us is attributed to David and is described by one commentator as a royal liturgy of supplication, which sounds very posh, it just means it's a king at prayer. It's a psalm in two halves, the first part which is specifically thanksgiving, and that's part of what we heard. And although the language is personal, it was quite probably used in corporate worship to reflect on a community experience, probably a battle. But whatever the origin The verses show that the writer began in a place of struggle and quite possibly depression and there was no quick fix. He had to wait and wait patiently for God to answer his prayers. And eventually things did get better. In fact, they became really good. And he's energised, he's excited and he sings a new song declaring how wonderful God is and his firm belief that God has good plans for him or for the people, for the future. Now this psalm is thousands and thousands of years old and yet it is still read today. People still write songs based on it and people continue to find encouragement from it. And I'm wondering what that has to say to us, if we can hear over the noises outside where somebody's moving around, whatever they're moving around as individuals with our own personal challenges, which are unique, and as a congregation waiting to see how God will respond to our prayers. I waited patiently for God. He heard my prayer. God has plans for me, for us. And then the second reading we heard was the beginning of what is known to us as the first letter to the Corinthians. Now, if you ask any biblical scholars, they'll tell you that is almost certainly the wrong name. It should be called at least the second letter to the Corinthians, because it looks like there is at least one earlier letter from the Corinthians, sorry, to the Corinthians that has got lost. Why do we think that? Because throughout this letter, the writer says, now about this, now about that, now about the other, which suggests that they've written to him and said, well, what do we do about communion? What do we think about marriage? What do we do about exercise of spiritual gifts in in worship and so on? What we know about Corinth is it was not an easy place to be a follower of Jesus. It was a place of multi-ethnics, lots of different ethnicities were there, it was a place where there were different religions and different worldviews, and so it was quite difficult. Well, if we're going to be the Christian church in this place, what does that mean? So Paul writes this letter, and we've heard effectively the greetings, it's sort of like Dear Church at Corinth. And he begins, as is good practice in 21st century feedback, with some positives. So he could be writing, dear Hillhead Baptist Church, these are some things I want to say and hold on to these because these are important. These are good things about you. And he reminds them of something I think is really important, that God is there with them in the midst of it all. When it's difficult, when they can't see the way forward, when, as is clearly the case in Corinth, they argue about things. They have strong and differing opinions and they're falling out and squabbling and he's and saying, never forget, God has called you and God has equipped you to be my church in this place at this time. I wonder if one of the founders of Hellhead Baptist Church or one of my predecessors was to write a church to us. What would they say? Dear Hillhead, in 2023, this is what I'd like to say to you. And I wonder also if there are other passages of scripture, words or phrases from scripture or from hymns or images that we think would encourage us at this point Now, this is quite a big ask of Hillhead because we don't do this kind of thing very often, do we? We don't share scriptures or images or whatever. But I'm going to ask you, if you feel able to, perhaps there's a Bible story or a line in a hymn or a picture you've seen or or a folk tale even that you think has something to encourage us. Would you be really, really brave and just share that with us? And if nobody does, that's fine. But I am going to leave quite a long silence. I'm not going to give up and and move on. Wendy. One of the chapters that always
1: impressed me was Jesus with the woman at the well. Because A, she came from a different base, a background. B, she was a woman and women were not asked for their opinions in those days, but he not only spoke to her, he listened to her, and he, he spoke with her as a somebody who was worth speaking to. And I always feel in this church, that's the way they, they greet people when they come from different backgrounds. There was a to listened to it and spoken to.
2: Thank you, Wendy. And thank you for having the courage to speak first, because that takes huge courage to be the first person. So the story of the woman of the well, a woman from a different background, who Jesus spoke to as an equal and listened to, and dare I say, I think learned from. So thank you, Wendy. Really good things for us to encourage. And Wendy's saying we see some of that in our church. That's a real strong encouragement. Anybody else want to share something? If you've spoken before, that's fine. You can speak again. Um, It's not a problem.
1: One of of our go-to hymns is the All Are Welcome, and I think that one is quite important for us as a a
2: church. Thank you, Katrina. So Katrina has just said, one of our go-to hymns is the hymn All Are Welcome in This Place, Let Us Build a House Where Love Can Dwell. And thank you, Katrina, because you've reminded us something I will be sending an email out to people um, later on today or tomorrow is for next Sunday. I want to know what your hymns are that you think sum up our church, because we will sing some of those next week. It might be a few, it might be um, many, Who's, who knows. Just got time for one more If them. has got something they're burning to say. Um, don't hold back. Don't see anybody. Okay, well, thank you so much for sharing those. And we're going to sing a little song we've not sung for many years. Let there be love shared among us.
3: Two people are better than one. They get more done by working together. If one person falls, the other can help them up. But it is bad for the person who is alone when they fall. No one is there to help them. If two lie down together, they will be warm, but a person alone will not be warm. An enemy might defeat one person, but two people together can defend themselves. A rope that has three parts wrapped together is hard to break.
2: Thank you. I'm going to read you a poem. Most like an arch, an entrance which upholds and shawls the stone crush up the air like lace. Mass-made idea and idea held in place, a lock in time, inside half-heaven unfolds. Most like an arch, two weaknesses that lean into a strength, two fallings become firm. Two joined abeyances become a term naming the fact that teaches fact to mean. Not quite that, not much less. World as it is, what strong and separate falters. All I do at piling stone on stone apart from you is roofless around nothing. Till we kiss. I am no more than upright and unset. It is by falling in and in we make the all-bearing point for one another's sake, in faultless failing, raised by our own weight. That poem was chosen by Ailey and John for their wedding ceremony many years ago now and it is called Most Like an Arch, This Marriage. And in their wedding ceremony, we set that poem alongside the reading from Ecclesiastes. Two very different images, but some similar ideas expressed. One of a stone arch. You can go on piling stones higher and higher and higher, but you can take the risk of allowing those two piles to lean in. It could all fall apart, but if it makes an arch... It is so much stronger. I'm sure we've all seen stone arches of those curves of of stones reaching round. Sometimes with no mortar, they are held together by (coughs) faith. The magic of stones holding together. Last week in Sunday school, um, we made some of these. Um, So I think Esther Esther made one and Bonnie made one. And uh, yep, you boys made them as well, I think. Too. Some did plats and some or plates or plates, depending where you went to school. Hey, the same word, three pronunciations. Um, some of us made these three-stranded cords, and I'm conscious I've used these quite a lot. I used it on New Year's Day when we were over with other churches, and I'm using it today. There is something about binding together, being twisted together, that is stronger than being on our own. But when we made these, we discovered a few things. Some people who were plaiting them found they got in a bit of a fankle, and we had to kind of undo a bit and, and redo it because it wasn't quite what we wanted. Sometimes we thought, well, it's a bit of a fankle, but you know what? We'll leave it there because it's a beautiful fankle and it's part of a beautiful bracelet. Those of us that did the twisted ones discover you have to twist it quite tight. Otherwise, as soon as you let go, it all unravels. These are powerful images that we can use to think about community and about uh, being together, supporting one another. Now, I couldn't think of a way that we could all do this because some of us are on site and some of us are online. Rightly, many of us are still cautious around sharing bits and pieces that we've got. Um, So we're not all going to make one, but we are, whilst we're singing another song, I have got some more chords and I'm wondering if somebody might be willing to take the other end or a couple of people take each end and we'll see if we can make one. Perhaps some of the youngsters would like to help me with this. So while we're singing Binders Together, um, I think that's the right song that we've got to now, um, there is an opportunity for some of us to make um, a slightly longer friendship thing for us as a church and if nobody wants to that's fine it just won't happen Um, so thank you Katrina and if somebody wants to help me with this that would be brilliant apologize people online that you couldn't probably see us doing that but there we go we have our beautiful hillhead three stranded cord that is not quite so easy to break Um, I have to say as a spinner um,
6: I I do um, drop spindle spinning I make yarn and uh, it's really interesting watching things like that because it looks just like what I'm doing but what I'm doing is like microscopic compared to that so I'm like oh that's really cool (laughs) I have to bring my spinning along sometime.
5: Um,
6: I am the church, you are the church, we are the church together. Let us, as the church together, join in our prayers for others and for each other. God, we know you are in all of time and in every place. So we know that you are in this time and in Hillhead Baptist Church. You made human beings to be part of communities and rooted in histories and traditions. We give thanks for all who have worshipped as part of this community through the years, from lots of different places and faith traditions, people of faith and people of vision who have kept the rumour of God alive. God who is of all time, we give you thanks for where we have come from. God who never stands still, you ask us to travel with you. We give you thanks today for our current community of faith in Hillhead Baptist Church, a church made of people who value community, diversity, welcome, and acceptance as we change. Help us to continue to show your face to each other, to sustain each other in faith and love. God who invites us to travel with you, we give thanks for where we are right now. God of our hopes and our dreams, we trust you with our future together as a church. Bring new energy when we're tired, new love when we have turned hard of hearts. As we as a church start to think about our future together, help us to be a church with large windows, always looking outwards into your world, a church with doors wide enough to welcome Jesus in all the ways he comes to us. God of our hopes and our dreams, Give us a vision of what your church should be. In our prayer diary this week, we remember our worship group and musicians: Joyce and Morag, Jen, Andrew, Carl and Aidan, Elaine, Graham, Freya, and Sarah, John, Jeff and Carol, Caris, Fiona, and Donnie, Betty. Graham, Allie and family, Ken and Barbara. As Hillhead Baptist Church, we are part of the wider Baptist Union of Scotland, and we think of them often. The BUS Prayer Diary this week asks that we remember the Reverend Mary Lee Anderson, chaplain at the University of Aberdeen, Andrew Clark, BUS Leadership Development Lead, Aaron Baptist Church and Air Baptist Church. We pray for their work for the church and for the world and give thanks to God for the evidence of Christ in their lives and in our union. Looking ever outwards, we pray for those in our world who have entered this new year with ongoing political conflicts, upheavals, and displacement. We remember especially the people of Ukraine. Iran, Ethiopia, Myanmar, Syria, Yemen, the occupied Palestinian territories, and many others. We pray that you would transform the hearts and minds of all who perpetuate violence and oppression, grant wisdom to world leaders, and courage to those who work to challenge systems of oppression on both a local and global scale. The BMS prayer calendar asks that we remember in our prayers this week their work with some of the poorest people in the world, naming especially Chad, Afghanistan, Mozambique, Guinea and Bangladesh. We remember before God BMS and their partners as they provide basic services and address obstacles to the removal of poverty and amplify the voices of local communities giving opportunity and dignity all who follow jesus all around the world we are the church together amen <laughs>
2: Singing that so beautifully a cappella against us a cappella was stunning. If you are on site, don't forget there are some goodies to share. Um, If you are on site or online and have a thought that you want to write down to capture, um, if you'd like to share it with me afterwards, that's great. But do you know? Do lodge those thoughts that you've had today. And a kind prayer, a, a binding prayer, as we go a circling prayer. Circle us, Lord. Keep protection near and danger afar. Circle us, Lord. Keep hope within, keep doubt without. Circle us, Lord. Keep light near and darkness afar. Circle us, Lord. Keep peace within and keep evil out. And may the blessed three, parent, child and spirit, surround us. Strengthen us and encourage us now and always. Amen.